Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Welcome to Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here with Rudy Dubai, who's futurist, innovation, strategist, and keynote speaker tonight with Samsung and Ross New Galaxy. So, Rudy, welcome. Welcome. Tell me a bit about your background. Uh, basically, I'm 30 years in digital, 20 years in the internet, 17 years on mobile, but mainly the last five years, uh, I was at Singularity University five years ago, 2011, and uh, since then I, I literally look at how technology is impacting you know, work, business, society. Yeah, so because now technology is also uh, touching every day's and everyone's life. Yeah. So before it was, you know, just a part of people who were working in technology, but now it's affecting everyone. And also the system of networks and then the generation of data, the generation of every object that's going to generate data. Also, as we see in health, you know, genetics, synthetic biology, you know, neuroscience, all these things get connected to data and then combine them with other sectors and we get all of a sudden a whole new range of opportunities. Yeah. Now I guess in the world now right now is rather than Southern Valley. Because you mentioned earlier about Southern Valley is the operating system of the world. Yes, exactly. So if you think that uh, you know the most powerful companies in the world, top five now, are based in Silicon Valley, then you know, and they are literally like you know, creating the products that we use every day or you know, where we spend a lot of time on every day. So we need to ask the question also, do we really want to be ruled by Silicon Valley? And how do we actually make sure that the technology that's been developed is, is used for common good? Well, the, I think the problem is that most of this technology is developed by companies, right? By private companies. Yeah. So they all have their own agenda, hidden or not, we don't really know. So there's also competition playing. So, but uh, I think most of them do for the common good, yeah, but I think the further we go, uh, there's more and more technology that's now actually auto-developing itself, like machine learning and things like that. So, this, uh, we, we have dating platforms where actually a woman is presented to us by the choice of an artificial intelligence. There's no human interaction anymore. So, do we really want to be lived by, you know, machines and things yeah. like that? or? will it still be the human input that we will do? So, but I see that, you know, that we will have, you know, uh, a society where, you know, lots of works and jobs will be done by, you know, automatization, automation, robots, uh, artificial intelligence. In the end, there's lots of jobs that we don't want to do. Yeah. So the thing is that we need to think about the redistribution of like, what does that mean for us people? You know, if we give the power to the machines, like what are we going to do in that world? Yeah. So, and I think these are the questions we need to think about and technology is going to go its own way, you know, it just goes its own pace, it keeps developing and it goes, you know, into a weird type of directions where we can say yes or no to, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think those questions will come at the right time, but I think the biggest questions that we need to ask ourselves is like, okay, if robots are going to do the job, if you know, even, you know, an artificial intelligence can do the work of a lawyer, a, a doctor, or a, a financial type of guys, uh, what are we going to do? So, and then that, you know, opens up a whole new perspective of like new type of services that we need to think about. If you think on STEM on yeah. one side, yeah, 
science, technology, uh, engineering, and math. You know, we have here on the other side what we call HEKI, which is human ethics, creativity, and then um, innovation. Yeah. yeah. So, which are really human traits. Yeah. So, also, there's still we need creative people to create, you know, fun stuff and creative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, we can't just, you know, machines are pretty boring as of now, or we can say they're pretty boring. But uh, I think we will have, on the other hand, as technology evolves, we will also have the good side, you know, that we will develop a whole new side of like more humanity type of activities to balance it out. Because many people that I know that are very long time already in technology, they also disconnect from it. Yeah, but I'm not sure that in technology creates, either thinks for itself, what happens to the human race? Well, uh, I think from the first perspective, uh, we need to think of is like, uh, you know, is from an economic perspective, right? Because as everything is economy, happiness is economy, you know, or at least you have to have at least your basic needs, you know, solved uh, before you can you know, build a happy life. Is it, It's about the redistribution of like, if only tech companies are going to have that power and that money, which is usually, or at least not, not of now reinserted in society, so what are we going to do to balance that out? I think those are the questions also, which I believe politicians now are not looking at because they are looking too much at the short term. Yeah? But uh, where, um, yeah, where there's going to be opportunity, but also you know, there's also a lot of questions that we're going to have to ask ourselves. Because I think their, their aim is to look when I get back in, in, into government, when I get my, my seat back as a politician, Rather, 10 years' time, what can I do to improve the life of my people? Exactly, yeah. So, and that is a problem. Yeah, yeah. So, that is a problem for society as we see it now, you know, because everybody's just thinking short term and there's no, you know, really plans, you know, like decades ago were, you know, thought about like 10 or 20 years before. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. as, as Kennedy used to say, like in 61, let's go to the moon before yeah. the end of the decade. And they went, yeah? yeah. So, but now nobody has these type of plans, yeah. So even these type of plans are now in the hands of the private companies, yeah, like yeah. SpaceX and things like that. So, uh, so, and I think it's more about redistribution of wealth and how we're gonna, you know, keep everybody at a, an acceptable level to build a happy life, yeah, yeah. wherever that may, that may be. So, and I think those are the questions. I think technology itself, there's lots of great stuff in technology, a lot of good stuff, you know, especially in health. We're going to see like huge improvements in health, like up to like, you know, where we're going to literally, you know, live above 100 years and more, you know, of our generation still, you know, and they're not even talking about our kids. So, but also knowing that we can do that, you know, we can re-engineer the genetic code. We can literally recreate, you know, animals, plants, whatever, recreate human life. So, but should we? Yeah, because even if we do that, like what are the implications for society? If we all live 120, you know, while pension funds are, you know, set up 50 years ago before living 60 or 65 was the average now. Then, now it's probably 83 or something. Right, you sure you being basically designed to have the weakness. So if, yes. if you know that the, your family has like, some kind of hurtful illness, you can decide, I'm going to make sure that it doesn't exist in, the, in, in, that, in, in my children. Mm-hmm. So they can go and re-engineer uh, the genes of that child to make sure that that child is going to be safe. That child will live 
He said, very long life. And society said he's not ready for that because we're not designed for 100 years plus of life. No, totally not, yeah. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I think we are at the beginning, at the verge of like an era where technology is just at its uh, infancy. Yeah, so we just yeah. start seeing like the huge implication technologies can have on our lives. Yeah, so uh, before it was about, you know, being mobile or the, the internet, being mobile, then being able to code your applications yeah. or mean something in that virtual world. But now, you know, with virtual reality, we're literally gonna be living into a technological world. Yeah, so, and then mixed with the real world or not. Yeah, so which also will have its problems. Yeah, so. Yeah, I guess because the costs come down so much for technology, 20 years ago, uh, to, uh, three years ago, to buy, to buy a computer, you're talking about well, like a thousand dollars for a computer, whereas nowadays a smartphone or two dollars can do much more than a computer could do. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they went to a moon with you know less yeah. technology than you know we have in our smartphone. Yeah. yeah. So last month they released on, on, online GitHub all the code used to program the rockets to go to the moon. Yeah. And yeah, they released it. Yeah, yeah so and I saw them thinking that's, that's a hell of a, a hell of a lot of code. Yes. <laughs> and thinking what are they going to be doing next? As, and for your time, they'll use the code of how man got to Mars. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It's seeing all that is, is interesting because you didn't realize how technology was printed back then. You look at that, they're using yeah. that. Yes. Ancient technology. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But maybe that works best at times because you know, it, you know that it, what its flaws are and faults, so it's easy to fix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the features of technology is that it's very addictive. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, like screens and, you know, like all these virtual worlds and things like that. We as adults get addicted, you know, like to our phone, to notifications and things like that. So don't ask, like, what this is going to be to our kids yeah. who, you know, already used to it, like, you know, from, you know, from a very early age. So... Um, so to me, that's a, that's a bit the worrying thing of like, you know, what type of generation are we creating, you know, with that, you know, so, uh, you know, there's literally geeks programming virtual reality with, you know, super women in there that they can talk to and play with while they're not able to do that in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we should work a bit more on that side. So, and I think that is going to be the consequence of like too much technology. Yeah. So we're going to go into a world also where... You know, we're going to get back to basics. Yeah, but hopefully we know when to stop and when to start. Because at times, if we're so addicted, when do we know that we've gone too far? Well, I think, you know, technology is part of, you know, it's part of a system that we have been in, you know, for, let's say, 400 years now of like, basically, you know, when the corporation started of like, okay, let's go out there take something and explore it and, you know, exploit it and then make money with it. Yeah, a capitalist system is like, you know, and then, you know, once you're in that system, you keep innovating to make money or, yeah. you know, people, lots of people, they just in that system to make money or to become someone. Yeah. yeah. While, uh, you know, the real things in life are not about money or technology. Yeah. So we do a lot of workshops also, which we call Socratic Design, where we actually bring people entrepreneurs, executives back to human values and then we let them recreate, you know, future narratives based on those values. Yeah. So yeah. make sure that you make good things with technology. Yeah. Not just technology for the sake of, you know, innovating or things like that, because now it's all about innovation, disruption. But actually, do you think about all the lives that you are, you know, disrupting too? 
Yeah, so there's very uh, little empathy in this geeky world, yeah. in this coding world, in this tech world. So, uh, but I think, yeah, I, I trust in humanity. I'm a positive guy. So, you know, all these things will balance out. Yeah, as I said, we're just like now in the beginning of that, we just thought to see like a bit overwhelming, of like what technology can do. So I think now we're going to go into a next couple of years where, you know, we also will have the other side of like how we, you know, are going to, you know, handle this, you know, ethically, you know. Mm -hmm. artificial intelligence robots and things like that so what are we going to do with that because like robots are going to take our jobs you know yeah, so if you get the stage where basically they can think do they do they get to have a password and be the same as human or how do we feed them exactly yeah so yeah and robots are never sick you know they don't yeah. want babies they never quarrel about the bad coffee things yeah. like that you know so you know so there's it's going to be very hard for businesses not to say no to that yeah because in the end they just generate more profit yeah. and efficiency so just from a corporate perspective it's going to happen yeah, just as long as you don't end up with a skynet from terminator then you're okay <laughs> that's one thing i thing about or i Asimov, when he developed the, the, the yeah. uh, law of robots, yes. and if, if thinking someone that should not kill a human, that's fine. Yeah. But if you get to the stage where they're going to be like, like in, a, in Terminator, where they take over the world, what happens next? You've got to make sure you can control them certain degree. Yeah, but now already there are uh, stories and actually studies about uh, algorithms that are used by police in the US, which are racist. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, they have been analyzing pictures and things like that and then most criminals are black yeah you know so uh, why does it have to be that you know but it's in the code yeah so you know somebody needs to do something about it because that's overruling the legal code yeah yeah so and there's lots of things happening that way you know we all know that you know Facebook and LinkedIn they became big by literally plundering our contact address yeah. book yeah so and now they're still uh, I think they face uh, legal uh, issues uh, yeah. in US after. I remember a couple of years ago, Tim Berners-Lee was saying that he wanted it to be open and free because we're talking of, of it being censored and closed. But I, I developed it as a technology that's for a common good for man that you can, you can use to educate ourselves and suddenly that's going to be gone, that's not right. Well, unfortunately, Dr. No is real, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there's always a, a bad, you know, there's always... I think greed is a very, you know, it's a very, uh, it's a very human trait. But I think technology and the internet and being connected has also increased, you know, this type of uh, trait. Yeah. yeah? So, uh, but I'm also, you know, I, I think we will uh, level that up, yeah, because you can't just live on that. Yeah. Because yeah, I've seen cases like in Africa where doctors and their medics are using technology to help to help treat, treat diseases. Yes. Yeah. And when you see that, you're thinking there's it is been used for good, not at all bad. Yes, no, there's tons of technology that are used for good. I know yeah. tons of startups that do work in Africa uh, or even, uh, for example, one example is this startup in London called PaveGen, yeah. which generates electricity by running or walking on a, you know, a tile. Yeah. So when they put grass on it and everything, so they are literally in the favelas in Brazil, yeah. they're building football uh, sites and then the kids can run playing football all night or yeah. all evening and they generate electricity for the neighborhood. That's so they are also now yeah. putting this in Africa, things like that. So this, this uh, stuff like that, just like transparent solar glass, yeah. you know, things like that that are happening. Uh, I know a lot of companies also that are installing solar panels in villages 
They don't talk to governments. They don't talk to electricity companies. Yeah. They just go to the villages and install them to power literally mobile phones. But now in the second generation, they also start powering, uh, you know, the the home appliances. Yeah. yeah. So like fridges and things like that. So there's a whole like let's say grassroots crowdsource like movement is is also happening. Yeah. So. Well, so Facebook at the moment they're putting Africa inducing free Wi-Fi to countries and villages. Yes. Which they're putting back in to the community, which is nice to see. Yeah, yeah. Some say, well, they start like that actually to bring the people who are not connected on the internet. Yeah. But some say they are actually disrupting the telcos yeah, in a couple of years. Yeah. They will have these planes flying everywhere, and they actually have them over Ireland and England too. Yeah. Yeah, to actually amplify the internet. So, um, if this becomes or if this is true, well, okay, you know, that could happen. Yeah. But I think in the in the natural logic of technology innovation, you know, like we will have still always better connectivity, you know, better bandwidth and things like that. So. Remember four years ago, Pirate Bay wanted to have drones in the sky with drone servers. Yes. And then if it was in the sky, international airspace, yeah. I, I, it can't be treated by any, any country's laws. Yes. Yeah. But it never happened. But if that happened, that would be interesting if somebody actually went and did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot to say about drones. Yeah? There's also a lot of good apply applications there, especially in emergency fields security, yeah. safety, things like that. But there's also, you know, like until the first drone falls on, you know, if Amazon starts delivering with drones, you know, until somebody gets a drone on his head or get injured by a drone and things yeah. like that. So, Because the moment in America they start getting delivering, but it's only in certain areas. I'm thinking, how long is it before it's done worldwide and also? How do you dictate the airspace? Who can fly where? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they can uh, actually technology-wise, they can pretty much determine that. Yeah. So, yeah. as they do with you know location technology and like cars on the yeah. road, you know that's pretty like standard technology. Now they can do the same in the air. They can just allocate space in the air. So in America, the first flying car by Mueller, and that's been around for a while. Hasn't actually been fully utilized yet. But if that comes to, to pass, you got to decide where the motor going to be. It's going to be in the air or it's going to be in the ground. Yeah. Well, you know so. <laughs> And that's something that could be interesting because you're going to can robots take over the job and 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 decide how safe the area is and do all that yes. job for us. Yeah, yeah that could exactly. be interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Thanks so much, Rudy. That was yeah. great. Thanks for that. Okay.